Hey there, everyone, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. I'm Lorraine, and I am your host. Uh, Today, I've got a little bit of a frog in my throat, so I apologize. Uh, I might be clearing my throat a little bit more than normal, uh, so I will try not to. But like that, there's a little bit of something going on there. But today we are episode 65.3, and we are in Exodus chapter 5, where we will continue to read about Moses and uh, doing what God told him to do, to go confront uh, Pharaoh. So that's where we're going to be at today. But uh, before we do that, uh, we will open up in prayer, and then I will give you the daily Bible verse that we started doing, and uh, then we'll read. So let's pray. Holy and mighty God, we come to the foot of your throne, Lord. We we are worshiping you and we bow down before you because you are so worthy of all the glory and all the praise. We are thankful for all that you do and all that you provide for us and we are grateful to be called children of God. We are most thankful for the sacrifice of your son Jesus on the cross. That's because of the blood that he shed for us, we have eternal life. It is not because of any good deeds or good behavior or any acts that we might be performing down here. It's nothing to do with that. It's all about the blood of Jesus and his sacrifice, and we are thankful for that. Lord, I'm grateful for the opportunity to read your word out into the world, one chapter at a time. Uh, I'm thankful for those who are listening. I'm thankful for those who keep coming back, and I pray for more to come to listen, to hear your word, and to come to know you. I pray blessings over every person out there who's listening or watching. I just ask for you to put your uh, holy arms around them and um, bless them, take care of them, and uh, watch over them, Lord. We also ask the uh, same blessings over our own family and friends. I'm thankful for uh, Jeremiah and his friendship and uh, working uh, alongside with him doing this ministry. Uh, I just pray that if it's your will, that it continues to grow and uh, and become more fruitful because that's what you're asking us to do. Uh, Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> All right. So today's, um, I you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this every week, uh, you know, give a little, you know, note, you know, as to what today is, but today I'm calling it Training Tuesday. I don't know if every Tuesday is going to be Training Tuesday, but today is. And uh, so I go back to the Proverbs um, 22.6 that says, train up a child in the way he should go, and even when old, he will not swerve from it. It's Proverbs 22.6. Take heart. Uh, Some of us, you know, out there may have Uh, children that we have raised and, um, you know, in Christian faith. And uh, as they get older, they learn things from wherever they're at. Sometimes these colleges out there are teaching, you know, uh, non-Christian values. Uh, It's not popular to be a Christian. Uh, It's just not. And uh, Christian values are not uh, always taken seriously. So, Sometimes they hear things out there and uh, they, 
maybe get a little off track. Uh, I, I was one of those people. Um, you know, I was raised uh, in the Catholic Church, uh, and for years I was off track. And, uh, and then it was uh, 1994, April 12th, 1994, when uh, God got a hold of me. So, uh, and I became a believer in Christ and uh, his sacrifice on the cross. So, uh, so my mom trained me upright, uh, and I did depart from it for a short period of time, but I came back to it. And now that I'm old, I am, you know, living a, a Christian life. So, um, I, uh, hope and pray that if anybody out there is having those kind of issues with their children, um, you know, this is what God says, train a child up in the ways of the Lord. And, uh, when he's old, he will not swore from it, depart from it. So uh, hopefully that is the case. Uh, so I'm going to pause for a second. My phone is making a humming noise. So hang on a second. Okay, so that was my phone. I answered it. Uh, it was probably a short little second that you're going to see a difference. So anyway, uh, so take heart. Uh, you know, if you did everything you could to try to change your train your children up. And you know what? Sometimes let me just say this real quick before I go off track. But sometimes uh, it's really hard if you're, you know, in the thick of it and you're having difficulties. And, you know, maybe you've got a friend who's got children who are on the right track and they are staying on the right track. Don't compare yourselves to them because every family is different. And so, you know, you're going to find uh, that you know, everything you see on the outside is not always what's going on on the inside. So, you know, everybody has stuff. We've talked about this before. Uh, this is not new. So don't, don't go thinking that everybody's life is perfect because you think that their kids are being perfect on the outside because on the inside, stuff happens and people are human. People are not perfect and children are not perfect. And uh, it's a hard lesson to... I, point the finger back at myself because I know that I was in that thought process. So, you know, you think that you're a horrible parent and you're doing everything wrong and maybe you are doing it wrong. Nobody gave you a manual. Nobody gave you a manual to raise your children. And every children is, every child is different. So what worked for one might not work for the other. So, you know, you try to stick to the same values, but you got to kind of, you know, work it. So anyway, just pray about it. That's all I got to say. So uh, anyway, all right. Well, we prayed. We talked about the Bible verse for today. I will post it on our Facebook page and our Instagram page. Uh, so yesterday's did not post to Instagram though, for some reason. I don't know why, but um, I'll figure that out. I was trying to learn a new way of doing things and apparently I didn't do it right. So let's go ahead and read chapter five. This is episode 65.3. <clears throat> After this presentation to Israel's leaders, Moses and Aaron went and spoke to Pharaoh. They told him, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, let my people go so they may hold a festival in my honor in the wilderness. Is that so, retorted Pharaoh, and who is the Lord? Why should I listen to him and let Israel go? I don't know the Lord and I will not let Israel go. But Aaron and Moses persisted. The God of the Hebrews has met with us, they declared. So let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness so we can offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. 
If we don't, he will kill us with a plague or with the sword. Pharaoh replied, Moses and Aaron, why are you distracting the people from their tasks? Get back to work. Look, there are many of your people in the land, and you are stopping them from their work. Making bricks without straw. <clears throat> that same day, Pharaoh sent this order to the Egyptian slave drivers and the Israelite foremen. Do not supply any more straw for making bricks. Make the people get it themselves, but still require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. They are lazy. That's why they are crying out. Let us go and offer sacrifices to our God. Load them down with more work. Make them sweat. That will teach them to listen to lies. So the slave drivers and foremen went out and told the people, this is what Pharaoh says. I will not provide any more straw for you. Go and get it yourselves. Find it wherever you can. But you must produce just as many bricks as before. So the people scattered throughout the land of Egypt in search of stubble to use as straw. <clears throat> Meanwhile, the Egyptian slave drivers continued to push hard. Meet your daily quota of bricks just as you did when we provided you with straw, they demanded. Then they whipped the Israelite foreman they had put in charge of the work crews. Why haven't you met your quotas either yesterday or today, they demanded. So the Israelite foreman went to Pharaoh and pleaded with him. Please don't treat your servants like this, they begged. We are given no straw, but the slave drivers still demand, still demand, make bricks. We are being beaten, but it is our fault. Your own people are to blame. But Pharaoh shouted, you're just lazy, lazy. That's why you're saying, let us go and offer sacrifices to the Lord. Now get back to work. No straw will be given to you, but you must still produce the full quota of bricks. The Israelite foremen could see that they were in serious trouble when they were told, you must not reduce the number of bricks you make each day. As they left Pharaoh's court, they confronted Moses and Aaron, who were waiting outside for them. The foreman said to them, "Make the Lord, may the Lord judge and punish you for making a stink before Pharaoh and his offspring and his officials. You have put a sword into their hands and ex an excuse to kill us. Then Moses went back to the Lord and protested. Why have you brought all this trouble on your own people, Lord? Why did you send me? Ever since I came to Pharaoh as your spokesman, he has been even more brutal to your people, and you have done nothing to rescue them. So I did highlight uh, a few spots here, but... Um, and basically, you know, uh, in verse five, uh, one through one, verse one, sorry, uh, basically tells us that Moses and Aaron did what God told them to do. After they presented to the Israelites, they went straight to Pharaoh. And of course, Pharaoh uh, says, is that so? Who is the Lord? Why should I listen to him? I don't know the Lord and I will not let Israel go. If you look up at the top of that column, if you're reading from this particular version, uh, it says, I have empowered you, this is God talking to Moses, this is the last chapter, uh, I have empowered you to, you know, I have empowered you to do this. So, um, I, but 
I will harden his heart so he will refuse to let the people go. He's hardening uh, Pharaoh's heart. Um, maybe it's so that it will give the Israelites um, a reason you know, to believe Moses when everything starts to fall into place, when the plagues start and they're, you know, saved from the plagues um, because, you know, they went through all that mess in the beginning. So I don't know. I don't know why God hardened his heart, but he did. Uh, and then uh, Aaron and Moses persisted. The God of the Hebrews has met with us. And we were supposed to go take a three-day journey into the desert and or wilderness and, you know, offer sacrifices. Pharaoh says back, he says, I'm not going to do it. Get back to work. Uh, and then he turns around and makes it even more difficult and harder for the uh, Israelites to make the bricks because he's not going to provide the straw that they need. And, but he's demanding that they make the exact same as before. So they have to stick to their quota. And of course, the slave drivers and the foremen, they go out to the people and tell them what Pharaoh said. And, you know, they said, go out and get your own straw, but you still got to produce. Um, meanwhile, down in 13, the Egyptian slave drivers uh, continued to push hard. And they demanded that they, you know, go pick up your own straw uh, and make the same amount of bricks. And when they didn't, they whipped the Israelite foreman. They had put in charge of the crews, saying, why aren't you producing? So the Israelite foreman goes to Pharaoh and pleads with him, please don't treat your servants like this, they, he, they begged. Uh, we are given no straw, but the slave drivers are still demanding more bricks. It's your people who are to blame. It's not us. When it, but they don't know. I mean, they do know because they said, Pharaoh told us to tell you. So they're just doing what Pharaoh told them to do. It's, you know, he said, she said. Um, and of course, Pharaoh says, you're lazy. You don't want to do the work. Get back to work and produce the same amount of bricks. So now the Israelite foremen go to see uh, Moses and Aaron. And they said, because um, they're waiting outside. And, they, and the foreman said to them, may the Lord judge and punish you for making us stink before Pharaoh and his officials. You have put a sword into their hands and an excuse to kill us. You know, so now they're blaming Moses and Aaron who brought this on because they started this whole thing. And of course, then Moses goes back to God and says, why have you brought all this on you know, trouble on your people? I'm not understanding this. Uh, ever since I came to Pharaoh, uh, he's been even more brutal to your people and you have done nothing to uh, rescue them. So, you know, even Moses is kind of doubting where this is headed, but it's going to get better and we know that so uh, that's it for today um you know i'm just really just going over the history here of what happened to the israelites in egypt so um so that's it for today uh, as always i always um will um give you the opportunity to receive christ as your lord and savior if uh, you feel like god is telling you to do that um and to start a personal relationship with him, then uh, this is your moment. I will lead you in the prayer of salvation. And uh, you can say it with us, with me. Uh, and if you are a believer, feel free to say it uh, as well. It's always good to affirm your belief 
in Jesus. So uh, let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your one and only son, Jesus, on the cross. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior into my heart and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and welcome into the adopted family of Jesus. Uh, you are now a brother or sister in Christ. So uh, start living your life for Jesus is what it comes down to. We always suggest, me and Jeremiah, to uh, write it down either on your calendar, mark it in your phone calendar that today was the day you accepted Christ, or you can write it in your Bible that you are reading with us um, on today's date. Uh, but mark it down. It's a day of celebration. So we also um, encourage you to go to uh, either the person who's been praying for you to uh, receive Christ. Uh, you can go to a pastor, get to a church, and start getting involved. They'll help you to navigate to the next step. And uh, we suggest that you get involved, either join a ministry, um, a Bible study, volunteer at the church. I mean, countless jobs that you can be working, you, uh, depending upon the size of your church. Uh, you can be a greeter at the front door. You can help with communion. You can count money. Uh, whatever gifts God has for you, uh, he'll tell you what uh, he would like you to be. You can sing in the choir. You know, maybe you play an instrument. I don't know, but uh, you do, and you should uh, pray about it and figure out what God wants you to do. So uh, that's it for today. I don't know what time of day it is that you are able to listen, if it's morning, noon, or night. I'm just glad you were able to stop and uh, read with us for about 20 minutes and uh, get into God's Word and um, just grow your relationship with him. So take care. God bless, and I will see you tomorrow.